0: You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the kind of book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman.
1: Pogues, it's uh, fantastic to be here. Um, I do have to uh, acknowledge something, though. Um, I have been recast, so I know it was a good run, uh, but Tom Hardy doing a voice will be taking over um, my slot here going forward. He's got a great voice lined up. I'm sure you're going to love it.
0: Oh, no. <clears throat> All
1: right. So, yeah, you just... No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Impression of Tom Hardy doing a voice of an impression of whatever he's trying to do oh, in the movie we're about to on. do.
0: Couldn't you at least have just sat down and done Bane?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. You can hey, just talk hey. for that. I was born in the darkness, uh, but <laughs> you barely adopted the podcast. <laughs> Uh, Pokes, it is fantastic to be back for another mini-sode. We're past our 100th episode. We're on the downhill. We just don't care anymore. It's great, right? It's phenomenal.
0: I stopped caring way before 100. (laughs) And I think it Um, showed.
1: Yeah, well, I I think we thought we had a great new stretch of 100 more episodes ahead of us. And then we did Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice uh and i think we all just uh, sort of took the fetal position um until just before recording this episode i think it's accurate right oh
0: yeah it was it was definitely a downer a real downer
1: (laughs) my work my work called me and they're like what's going on ben you have projects due and i was like i watched batman v superman dawn of justice and they said please take as much time as you need
0: I mean, you would think a documentary about the landmark Supreme Court decision, uh, <laughs> Batman v Superman, would have been more interesting. But it, it was. It not. seemed a little.
1: It seemed a little full of themselves to give their their court case uh, a subheader called "Dawn of Justice." Yeah. But, Weird, you see that you in know. Supreme Court decisions.
0: <laughs>
1: uh uh, I'm going to. I, though, I will say,
0: same number of senators in this as in the Supreme <laughs> Court <laughs> yeah, trial. it's true.
1: Um, Pogues, we are moving on to our next movie. And when we sat down to pick a movie, uh, when we discussed this, you know, weeks ago, because we, of course, are very well planned.
0: Yeah, we um, are. We are a well-oiled machine who never waits until the last minute I, to do anything.
1: I said to Pogues, you know what? Uh, based on the number of film, based on the order of films we've done just just recently, we should break it up kind of vary up the the the, uh, the films a bit we've done a lot of Marvel uh, we just did a DC you know let's let's get off those two let's, let's put those two to bed you know and let's let's find uh, let's find an indie movie let's find something weird some bizarre adaptation of a French comic book on Netflix whatever sounds great um, and that was until we started flipping through some ideas and then you know, lo and behold fast forward 10 minutes later and Pogues and I are gearing up to talk about venom. <laughs> Um, the 2018 film starring Tom Hardy, uh, and also co-starring Tom
0: Hardy whispering. I think I believe he does the voice of Venom in it. He I does. Think if, I, I mean, he's credited as, so I assume he's doing the voice. If I, if I read correctly, uh, because he had
1: actually portrayed himself as a uh, as a as a twin or something in Legend, mm-hmm. um, he was used to acting against his uh, a character also played by himself, which means that he. Woke up each morning and read the lines and recorded them, and then pl- had them played back to him while playing Eddie Brock um, to imitate, you know, when Venom talking to, to him into his ear.
0: Eddie uh, Brock doing what I can only describe as one of the best American accents I've ever heard, and sarcasm. Yeah, it's like you know when you kind of
1: are whining and you get you get. You raise into that kind of like upper, uh, upper octave, you know, uh, where you're just like, I don't want to do this, you know, that like, kind of like that that lilt that you get up to mm-hmm. when you're whining. Tom Hardy just sort of like got stuck there from the trail. From what, what I can tell from the trailers, I'm yeah. Not...
0: From the trailers, it sounds like somebody gave him the worst description of what a New York accent is, and then he was just yeah. like, All right, I'm going to try it, and he failed miserably at it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's kind of like he watched um, Gangs of New York at, like, 1.5
0: speed. Yeah, <laughs> he six. watched it on an airplane with, like, a broken speaker, and he was like, ah, this is weird. I mean, if Daniel Day-Lewis is doing it, it's got to be accurate. That guy does his homework.
1: I did my research. I gangs of, watched Gangs of New York. My Bluetooth was cutting out, so I don't know if I got all the audio correct. Also, but... it
0: was a, it was an airplane edit, so I feel like I lost some of the film.
1: Also, I was high, so, I mean, we'll we'll just see how this plays out. Um <laughs>
0: I may be in- imitating Daniel Day-Lewis or the crying baby next to me.
1: So, this film uh, was bizarre. I was trying to do some, like, tracking uh, of how this film came to be, and it's bewildering. Because this shifted around through so many different hands. Uh, uh, in the late 90s, this was being considered to be made into a movie. Uh, it was there, w- there was a script written by... Uh, David uh, Goyer, who did the uh, Dark Knight trilogy, script, script, the, the uh, script for Dark Knight trilogy, Batman v Superman, Man of Steel, The Man of Steel, etc. Um,
0: mm-hmm. <clears throat> he's not great.
1: Uh, as well as a bunch of video games like Black Ops, but uh, mm-hmm. he wrote a version of this. There was like brief talk of using Topher Grace, Grace for the role because this was around the time that the Spider-Man movies were. You know, uh, well, this is actually before them, but. Um, as script got, script, script got passed around this was around the time the spider-man movies were starting to take off uh and then spider-man 3 wrapped in like what 2008 and they were planning to like move into a new one with venom and they had all this like wound up there's like 10 paragraphs on wikipedia just trying to summarize this like passing of the script after this the original spider-man franchise you know came to a halt um and then it died, and then it slowly came back as this weird passion project uh, between uh, Ruben Fleischer as a director and and Tom Hardy, both of which have claimed to be huge, huge fans of this character. So, folks, I gotta ask you a question. When people say that, how often do you think that's real?
0: <laughs> uh, I feel like it, it means one of two things. One, they have no idea what it is, but there was a lot of zeros in the offer they were given or two, they are, and it's going to be terrible because of it. <laughs> yeah. Because, um, you know, sometimes when you're a big fan of something, it doesn't necessarily mean you're a big fan of the things that the fans are a fan. You know what I mean? Like, you could be like, oh, I love Indiana Jones because I'm really into uh, Marcus Brody. He's my favorite character. So when I do my adaption, Indiana Jones will be in the background. It'll be all about the bumbling museum curator. You know what I mean? Right, you could say I'm a big fan of, like,
1: Captain America, but I really just, like, watch The Ultimates, which is, f- which is, f- read The Ultimates, which is fine, but it's like, yeah, you may not have the, uh, the, the breadth of understanding of the character that, that, that people may expect. Um, but Venom got put together, and all I could tell from the trailer and then later the reviews, was that many, many people got their hands in on this movie. And every single one of them, I think, had a completely distinct idea of what this movie should be.
0: <laughs> and and I, I feel like a, part of the, all the complaints we've, we've read, the reviews, all say the same thing, which is sort of, it feels like some people thought this movie was supposed to be a comedy, and everybody else thought it was supposed to be a really serious film. And so it's really awkward when you're watching it because like it's funny one minute and then it goes to these like really like awkward tonal shifts. And now ribbit. Go, Go ahead. ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say, is, and, and I feel like that's that's all part of what I'm calling the Marvel paradox, which is Marvel has managed to, for the most part, in most of their films, allow for humor and like gut wrenching emotional scenes. That fit together so well that that's what people expect all comic book movies to be. So all comic bo- all other movies being made about comic books are trying to emulate Marvel without really understanding how they do it. So they make a movie and then they go back and they're like, We need to put jokes in it now. And then they just throw jokes at it, like scattered like out of a shotgun, and they're like, Yeah, that's good. Like there's no point to them. They just throw them in, and I think that's why there's way too many writers associated with this film.
1: Yeah, there's there's four scriptwriters, and boy, it's a fucking it's a fucking rogues gallery. It's, it's what um, four
0: scriptwriters and two people with screenplay by credits. Which yeah, is really it's a really lot. Bad. <laughs> uh,
1: but but I, I was going through <laughs> the scriptwriters are insane because the quick rundown is you've got three people writing writing this 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 made the, the the core of this script. Um, Jeff Pinkner, who wrote on uh, the Jumanji movies. And a bunch of TV shows like Lost, and Alias, and Allie McBeal.
0: <laughs> just uh, just all shows that seem similar.
1: Sure. Uh that Dancing then, Baby
0: and a Smoke Monster, pretty much the same thing.
1: Then, the 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 fact that this man exists baffles me. Uh, a man who has script, uh, script credits for Con Air, Gone in 60 Seconds, and High Fidelity, and then, oh, wait for it, Kangaroo
0: Jack. Um... I still, Um, we were talking about this, because you mentioned you you wrote Con Air, and you came off of that, and you were like, boy, what should I do next? Let me adopt a British romance novel by Nick Hornby. Because totally the exact same film if you've seen High Fidelity. It's really
1: bizarre. I I, I, I want to meet this man. Honestly, I just want to like I just want to have a chat with him.
0: <laughs> but I feel like in a way, me and this guy may have a lot in common because High Fidelity is one of my favorite books, and I love Kanye. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly what
1: I mean. Like so I'm like, like oh, I know. I is think this me guy and I is
0: successful. <laughs>
1: well, this guy uh, might be on the same wavelength. Like get you a man who can do both. But. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> The the last writer with credit has one of my favorite blurbs I have ever seen on IMDb. Uh, Her name is Kelly Marcel. Uh, It says that she's primarily known for film and television, but started her career in musical theater with the UK version of Debbie Does Dallas, the musical. So there is two things that surprise me about that sentence. One, that a musical called Debbie Does Dallas exists. uh, And two, that there's... It's so prolific that the UK adapted it.
0: <laughs> well, I, I mean, know, they couldn't expect people to know what Dallas was. Uh,
1: it, it is offensive to me that they didn't go like, Debbie does Cheshire. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, There's an opportunity Well, there I mean, Devonshire
0: like... is, makes the most <laughs>
1: Devonshire, sense. yes. You. Just, you know, you got to stay
0: with the Ds. De- De- Debbie does Downton. Uh, yeah. was what I... <laughs> Debbie does Downton Abbey. That would have been gangbusters. That thing would have sold through the roof. Longest running show in history. Eat that, three blind mice.
1: But she apparently founded, co-founded a theater company with Tom Hardy, which is how I assume she got involved in this project. But even crazier is her IMDb credits, which include uh, Saving Mr. Banks, Fifty Shades of Grey, and an upcoming untitled Elvis Presley project. How does this happen? Like, how do we get the most motley... People, it, 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 it's, it's extremely interesting. Which, and we just, we just talked about how this movie seems like it was many ideas, none of which were said no to, and it feels like many of these people's careers are the same yes. in ways that I wish my career was similar to.
0: But in reading all of these and hearing all the different things, it does make you think that if the reviews are true, neither one of us has seen Venom, uh, but if the reviews are true, this was a uh, by-committee movie, which never works and maybe that is why the movie is so like all over the place when you have like a guy who wrote con air and high fidelity as adaption and then a woman who did the musical of debbie does dallas you're probably not going to meet in the middle on an alien symbiote trying to take over a, a, a photographer's personality you know different things are probably yeah. gonna pop for you
1: What's interesting is that in my head, since I read so much, so many articles and so many reviews that passed through my, you know, feed on the internet, uh, I was convinced that this was a gigantic flop. It was only when we started researching this episode that I realized that a, it was not. B, it was the eighth, uh, the eighth uh, highest uh, uh, return uh, in 2018, and it's already been uh, uh, commissioned for and development has begun for a sequel yes uh called uh, called venom colon let there be
0: carnage yes which is the introduction of carnage because i would assume so that's what you need. wait
1: wouldn't it wouldn't it be funny though if it wasn't <laughs> yeah it was it's
0: just it's something else it's the symbiote war minus like if they carnage
1: if they made a movie called Batman: colon Joker's Revenge and and like the 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 villain is is the Riddler the whole time, I mean that'd be that'd be amazing, right? You'd be waiting for the Joker to show up the whole time. If it's just called Batman: Last Laugh, you know, and like he fights you know, he fights like some other character the whole time, Doctor Freeze or whatever. Last
0: Laugh, and it's just him versus the ventriloquist Scarface. <laughs> Perfect. Like this Got took him. a. W- is that Calendar Man? Is he the other bad guy? uh so yeah the uh the other thing is is the success of this movie sort of led to spider-man almost being pulled from the mcu right
1: because, because when marvel
0: felt- came and said when disney came and said they wanted to change their deal sony was like well, we just made almost like a billion dollars on this movie that was not particularly that great i think if we just made a spider-man movie we could make about a billion dollars so fuck you we're not going to give you any of the money
1: yeah we're not giving it up no way
0: yeah and so you know that that's where i think had this movie not happened i don't i think they probably would have been they would have acquiesced to that deal much easier than they did but i think they were just like people will see anything they just i think they're starting to learn that like quality is not always necessary in hollywood <laughs>
1: It was only after like news got out about how they were destroying uh, poor little tom holland that they actually had to yeah <laughs> he like he like called and
0: talked to the head of sony or the head of uh disney or something and that sort of is like what turned it around but yeah it's crazy
1: uh but we ended up with this movie which uh you know is uh an accurate statement <laughs> Is all I can weigh in on it because I can't tell if the bizarre people, the bizarre motley assortment of people and talent behind this film make me more excited to see it than I was before we like did a little research. Like I don't, I can't tell how I feel about this movie now. I might, I might enjoy it. I don't know.
0: I have a feeling I I still won't enjoy it, but I am looking forward to what could be this train wreck.
1: Well, let me just check the Vegas odds on on Pogues enjoying Venom because they the, the, they just got posted. So uh, I'll, I'll just dial in. Oh yeah, they're they're very low. Yeah, okay, it's a, it's a long shot. So I mean, I guess you put your money on it if you think Pogues might like Tom Hardy's uh, weird accent uh, that sticks around through the whole movie. Uh, and and uh, Tom Hardy's also doing a uh, you know. Uh, uh, Eddie Murphy what is that movie where he plays all the characters
0: oh uh yeah, what was that The Nutty uh, is it The Nutty Professor what was it I think The Stoy. Clumps The Clumps that's is it, it. <laughs> The Clumps <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that originally but then I was like is that the parody of that idea from Hot or from uh, Thunder? <laughs> <laughs> so Tropic cause... Thunder Tropic yeah. Thunder yeah I was like what was that one called <laughs> well
1: right. uh, I'm excited to check it out I, I, I I'm gonna I'm going to go ahead and uh... oh, hold on let me just dial this down that was my expectation. That I, just, I just pulled them down all the way to their lowest, and we'll see if that helps me enjoy this film a little more. Can we do more Foley work, Pugs? I can, I can do a lot more Foley work.
0: If you yeah, want. yeah. Actually, I'm going to get up and walk over and get you know open my door, get in my car and drive away. I'm doing it now. Right. Go ahead.
1: that's it <laughs> wait hold on oh no that was a bomb in the car oh, he, he didn't even see it coming that was your bomb sound effect <laughs> I just, I, how do you do a bomb sound effect into a microphone and not ruin everyone's ears I don't know how to do it. <laughs> plus it was distant you got pretty far the bomb was faulty look don't question me